0: Hey there, my name's Joe Keyport and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. This week's episode, I talked to Ollie and Cole of the band Another Heaven. Last week, the band released their newest record, The Sorrowful Cries of Birds with Singed Feathers. We talk about creating the record amidst the pandemic, making bummer rock, and as well as Another Heaven streetwear. This conversation is one of my absolute favorites. It's Ollie and Cole of Another Heaven right here on the Ear Coffee Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome back. Yes. Thank you
1: for having us yes
0: i was thinking about this as i was writing it was like putting questions together it's been two years two releases in a in a, in a pandemic since i've talked to you last you know yeah <laughs> shit's a little different yeah so how how's it been going in the in the interim uh great
2: <laughs> sure let's yeah. go with that as great as it could yeah.
1: be yeah yeah no just working yeah. working with it making it awesome and Making yeah, we, the best of whatever mm-hmm. situation we can. I think it's, you know, even though
2: it wasn't a fun year, it was, mm-hmm. we
1: had fun. We're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: alive.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. hard to complain when you're alive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You make and good points. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For sure.
0: Um, Since you've already, you're essentially as I call them, your coffee alumni. Uh, we don't need to get into the backstory of the band, another heaven. But a question I've been asking bands as of late is just kind of, what is your log line for the band when they go, Oh, cool. You're in a band, you make music. What do you tell people that like that one sentence or, you know, that two sentence answer just to move on, you know? Mm. Um, well, I've had a few.
2: <laughs> yeah. I guess when we came up with the genre sludge gaze, I'm still pretty proud of that. Yeah. So I still kind of rock that, uh, the fallback forever is I've always, it was like, it's like weird rock and roll music.
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's like to avoid having to explain anything at any time. It's always good to just say it's like sad, it's like sad rock music. <laughs> it's it's oh, like a bummer. That's good. Um, Cause <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess I don't ever like responding to that question depending on, unless it's a person I trust. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, yeah. I, I feel like it's, you know, being in a band is like, I don't know. It's always
2: kind of a bummer.
1: got to be <laughs> a the music. The music certainly kind of is. So it's like, yeah, it's bummer rock.
2: It's bummer rock. That's actually yeah. good. Um, that's really good, actually. Because, yeah, it's like, I'm assuming this is like a scenario where this didn't come up naturally. No,
0: it's usually like, you know? like I, I've been finding since I've started playing in a band, like relatives or like random people who you like you meet and you're just like kind of trying to make conversation. They go, Oh, what kind of music do you play? And you're like, I don't really want to talk about this right now. It's like five o'clock on a Tuesday. Like, yeah, yeah you
1: you don't want to be disrespectful, but no. you don't like need to explain it to them. Cause they don't care. <laughs> if I've learned anything is that no one actually cares. <laughs> they're just like, they're just asking to ask. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah, you wouldn't like it, but maybe yeah. you would. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but definitely if it's family
2: or, yeah. you know, if it's at work, yeah. it's like,
1: yeah, it's maybe not for you. No. Yeah, I
2: think I think I always try and clock like how into music is the person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, but sad rock music is like perfect.
1: Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I should have put that in the press release. It's just sad. <laughs> it's just Well, that is someone, I was talking to someone about it the other day, that it's like the one common thing I've gotten throughout my whole career as a musician is people are just like, man, your music is really sad. Yeah. Cause like every band has been different. Every band is at a different vibe or an mm-hmm. aesthetic or whatever. And besides like basic things like you know songwriting or musicianship or whatever, the one through line is like, y'all are this sad music. Yeah, it's real sad music. We're not sad people. No, but we music. we have a lot of fun making the most yeah. fucking depressing music. Yeah, we're we're we kind of ignore it until we
1: acknowledge it, and then I don't. I you know. I guess we talk about it amongst ourselves, but with people, yeah. I hmm. limit it to bummer rock. Not your not your not up your alley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you won't like it and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, telling
2: anyone they won't like something it always gets them more intrigued, I think. <laughs> These are all like, I feel like we're workshopping the next press release. Yeah. <laughs> Another heaven or a band that makes really sad, bummer rock music. You probably wouldn't like Scroll it. On. Cole and I did have a band where I'm pretty sure we had to submit a bio for first dev and it was just like, it's bad music for bad people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that <was> our, yeah. <laughs> Which we didn't mean that. Yeah, No. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a good thing to put as like a weird, like barrier to entry yeah it's just like
1: oh yeah yeah having to explain your art to somebody who (laughs) truly doesn't care really hurts and it's very (laughs) frustrating it happens to me every day all day at work
0: (laughs) oh no i hate it (sighs) well um well moving on uh so you put out so we're here to talk about the sorrowful cries of birds with singed feathers which is the album you'll be putting out it'll have come out by the time this episode has aired on the 27th i believe correct Hmm. Hmm. Um. But before we get to that, last summer, because the way it, the way it sounds, this this album got pushed back a bit due to the pandemic. Is that is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so like, we had a record written.
2: Okay. That we were going in to record right when the pandemic hit. Like we were about to book the days and start working on this record. Mm-hmm. And so when the pandemic hit, that got shelved. And that's when we put out a thing called Three Singles. Yeah. Yeah, which I think what you're referring to, where we had these, like, high-quality demos that we had done in our practice space. Like, they're technically demos, but they sound really good. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to release some of those. And that is from, like, the record we were going to record. So then last summer, when we started getting back together a bit, you know, taking precautions and, you know, just really, like, you know, being super cautious, uh we started working on those songs because it was like, well, we don't all need to be in the same room. We know the music, we can do it all to a click track, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So like uh we did that record over the summer, finished it, and then basically the minute we finished it, we were like, we can't release this right now. Yeah. Like we can't tour, we can't play shows, mm. we can't really do anything with it. So instead we decided to make a whole other record and that's the one that's coming out now okay yeah yeah <laughs> which is like when you say it out loud is kind of insane
0: yeah
1: it works it was so i guess it, with, with the singles at the same time we were working on new material that maybe fit a mood better i do feel like it it stretched out a long time considering it's been done as long as it has but we, the singles were a good like tiptoe around and then we got some new ideas and one thing was super polished and mm-hmm. ready to go. And then we were like, well, we can, we can kind of stave off releasing a record for a little bit, do these singles. Cause we really stretched that out for, uh, a couple months, I think. Right. We would wait for those band camp Fridays. Yeah. Um, which helped a lot cause it was, it was keeping us there and we were still working on stuff but yeah it was it was just as we were making that we were coming up with new ideas that were were really sounding good and it really fit the mood of the whole um year it was a really frustrating year but Mm -hmm. we were writing really frustrated music and it was really intense and it was really fun for us and it was a really good way to kind of like forget what was going on while also reminding ourselves like what we're going through um, everyone else's as well. We're all suffering. So
0: Yeah. What so what so you're referring to like the, the stuff you recorded was mm-hmm. and you were like we can't release it at this time. Was that the stuff that became the record you're putting out, or was that where you're referring to as the singles?
2: That is shelved. Yeah, that's a so future oh, Yeah, there's another so record in There's the a pipe, whole yeah. other
1: record. Yeah. So this is more I think this fits a mood of a year and a half of being just cooped up. Mm -hmm. and just having to come up with ideas while none of us are capable the political situation was brutal um and then just overall it was just really crazy and wild to be alive and so this record that we're releasing on the 27th I think kind of grasps what we were feeling throughout the pandemic Mm -hmm. and everything else that went on that year Mm -hmm. and these you know I mean longer than a year but yeah
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: for sure. It's like the record, that it's a lot more immediate. We wrote mm-hmm. it faster, we recorded it faster. Yep. Some of those songs even, like we did for compilations at first. So we would like have to finish it in like a day. Yeah. You know, and then we just go back and remix it and like clean it up and shit. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, so it's like this record that's about to come out, I think our our impulse to do that was really born of like everything Cole's talking about and just trying to like channel that into something, I think. Because like the other record... I mean, the other record is really, really sad, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it really has like a 2020 vibe. Yeah. There's no urgency. Like, I feel like this, we kind
1: of felt like we needed to be creative, mm-hmm. but it was just a lot to even go to like a practice space. Cause it, we, I wasn't in the same room as them and that was really frustrating. Mm-hmm. And so we were writing like, it, like I said, the word I think of is like, it was a really frustrating time and it was a really good time for us to like see each other which was great like we would we'd be able to go talk outside even though it was freezing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we could we could express ourselves through um any like day-to-day you know just frustrations or whatever and it was really good because those these guys are so much fun to talk to and and um yeah I I don't know if I would have made it I mean I would have made it through but I don't know how I would have made it through the pandemic without this record and having having a big creative outlet because I think a lot of people were shut out from that and that was super unfair and uncool, but it's what it had to be. And we were super lucky. We were able to take advantage of extra
2: space and and other Mm -hmm. things. So, yeah, it was like a lot of work Mm -hmm. because like, yeah, Aaron and I um, are like work alone. So we don't ever like during the pandemic, we didn't have to see anybody Mm -hmm. ever like besides each other. And so we would still wear masks and then we would still be really cautious. But, you know, Cole was working with other people. Mm -hmm. So we decided to be like extra cautious. And so, yeah, we were kind of rarely all in the same room, you know, where it was for really short periods of time. And we were only able to do that because it just so happens that we have two practice spaces across the hall from each other (laughs) in the same building. And so we were like running wires. I bought a bunch of cabling and Mm -hmm. like we did all this stuff to make it work and so it's kind of funny like talking to people now there's a lot of people who are like oh like that's crazy you guys kept doing stuff the whole time you know like i I wish my band could have done that and it's like i don't know man it was a lot of money and time and work and like it was looking back on it it's fucking crazy
1: yeah it was certainly worth doing and it was yeah yeah yeah, it was for mm -hmm. sure but uh had we not had that we wouldn't have done it so yeah Mm -hmm. For sure.
0: So then, with that, this record being such a COVID fo- or not fo- COVID focus, but like a product of sitting or have like of COVID, what were you able then? Were you writing in the room, or was it more of a like you were just like all You you said you and Aaron, the drummer of Another Heaven, work alone, so you were able to to do probably a little more together than you were you and Cole. And given how collaborative Another Heaven writes, was that did you feel it impeded trying to work on this record or do you think that frustration at least boosted something whether it was like the feeling or the, like the anger or, you know what I mean? Yeah. There, I think, um, we, we did
1: collaborate on a lot of, we, we like, we pick up on each other pretty quickly. So we'll, we'll riff on something for a little bit and then the next week it's kind of done. Hmm in a really weird way. Cause Aaron works so quickly and then Ollie and Aaron having that advantage is really great. Ollie also writes uh, lyrics really quickly, mm. um, which helps us a lot. Cause we can, we can really crank out um, passionate, uh, <laughs> like, you know, aggressive material and then um, quickly elaborate on it. And I think um, something bad would happen almost daily for a while when we were working on this, it was, yeah, and by that, I mean, like, the political situation we were in, it was like we could almost, like, um, lyrically and, and just emotionally, like, mirror those frustrations, mm. like, right away. So it might be a little bit, like, hitting the nail on the head at times, and some of the lyrics really are. It's just, like, you know, this horrible thing happened. We can barely do anything about it because of all this shit that's going on. And mm. it was so frustrating and so I think the speed there maybe didn't come from like I don't want to say pandemic. It came from just like constant oppression, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and you know my closest friends were just going through it so hard,
2: and that was really frustrating. And I think Ollie can probably talk a lot more about that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think on a on a technical level, I guess to explain how we did it, I mean, it's weirdly like made us get a lot more organized. Mm. That's something I thought was really interesting because like before we weren't really a band that sent each other demos Mm -mm. like it's not even worth I mean I'll record a demo so I don't forget a song because I have the world's shittiest memory (laughs) but like I'm not going to send it to you and be like cool what do you think of this song like Mm -hmm. but because we weren't like you know jamming or writing together in the room or whatever like what ended up happening was that we all had to make demos and so like we you know me and and everyone wrote songs on this record in that form which is why like as collaborative as we the three of us have always been like this one's even more so because it'd be like, okay, Aaron would send us a demo. I would take it, learn it on guitar. And then Aaron and I would get back together, do guitar and drums. And Mm -hmm. then Cole would come in and Cole and I would do all the guitars and bass and then later do vocals. And most of it's done to a click track. Like it was just very, very like organized and then, yeah, it was crazy because like the music was, because we were so organized, we were just cranking out music, like just so mm-hmm. fast. And then, yeah, you have to react in the lyrics. And so we were kind of doing the same thing with the lyrics, like the lyrics to Recoil and Your well, Your Shadow, Aaron wrote the lyrics. Recoil, Aaron and I wrote them together where he sent me the lyrics and I sing that song even though he wrote it. So I was like, hey, let me like, try and just like move some things around. So it sounds more like my voice, Mm -hmm. but then even like with uh, the song that you sing um, the last song on the record, which is called uh, only death is real like that we wrote together and it was literally just like Cole's like, I have some lines or I have like most of the lyrics and it was like, let's just go outside and write the rest of these lyrics. And so we had to go outside. We had to talk about what the song is about, (laughs) which is literally just that. I think that everyone who's like a politician or who <laughs> is a higher up at some mega corporation who's profiting off of the pandemic and people being out of work and people being homeless. Like I literally think they should die. And so it was just like, okay, yeah. let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, so we did that. And then that's the whole first half of the song Cole sings. And then the second half was literally just like a thing I wrote about like the part of the world where I'm from and how I feel like it's just being kind of like erased Mm -hmm. And nobody cares. And that was even before all the shit in Lebanon, which is where my family's from, happened more recently, where the country's whole infrastructure basically collapsed. But like, I just like wrote that thing really fast. And it wasn't even like, I don't know, like I remember when we recorded that, Cole was like, you should go in there and do something like almost like a spoken word or something. And I was like, oh yeah, I have a thing I wrote. And I went in there and I just started like shrieking maniacally. Mm -hmm. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, cool. Okay, it's done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, it was like a combination of we had to get really organized and be really like type A, mm-hmm. but we were also like living in hell. Yeah. <laughs> so if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: it's and it yeah. It was it was probably the most unique way to write for us. But it, yeah. it now we're way better at it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. We're it's just probably, better at but, music now. Yeah. Which is really fucked up because it's like did I want to get better at music? Yes. yes. Did I want to do it this way. Absolutely. No, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely, I'm, I think I'm, yeah, more, uh, am more productive now, which is great. <laughs> it's crazy, which is fine. You know, it's, yeah. what, what, anything, any outcome would have been fine from the pandemic. I'm not <laughs> judging anyone, but I feel proud of the, yeah, but it, it was, it was unique for us. Cause we, we usually don't just like, again, hit the nail on the head with, lyrics and mm-hmm. it's we're not always so topical i guess and we don't like everything is just kind of it's it felt weird to do such a um yeah in the moment record but anyway what was
0: yeah. what was the time frame then this was written over because you said it you know it felt like things were like happening you know one after the other which mm-hmm. allowed the lyrics to be a little more you know literal as opposed to you know past releases like you are loved or, or forever
2: mm-hmm um, well, I think it was like late fall is when we started on it. Okay. And then, um, it really was moving super fast from like late fall to midwinter. Mm. Like, I feel like we finished it in late January, early February. Yeah. 2021. And yeah. So it was like during that time, you know, cause it was like last summer, obviously like a lot happened and I think people kind of left that summer just with a lot of uncertainty. Mm. Like, or at least, I mean, speaking for myself and my friends who I talked to about this stuff where it's like, okay, we all have like voiced that we want things to change, that we're unhappy with the status quo. And, you know, we've been heard loud and clear, but is that actually going to change things? And I felt like that winter was super dark in terms Mm. of like, just seeing the patterns like repeating and the cycles repeating and not to say that like, you know, that means that we're fucked and we should give up hope. Like definitely not saying anything like that, but like at the same time it was super, it's just dark. Yeah. And just to look at that is, is just a very dark thing and to be making art and then being like, okay, well let me write about. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm going to write about that. You there, know? there was
1: the unique push with the band camp Friday thing too. I feel like we wrote, a couple of the songs where it was like it fit and we had to like, we felt like we had to have something complete for one of those Fridays just to like, again, like those worked as a, it was a really good way to kind of keep, I think, um, struggling artists alive Mm -hmm. and and going. I think a lot of bands really got a lot out of those. And for us to be like, Oh, we want to sell like a t-shirt, which is so ridiculous. Yeah, but it's like we need to like sell a T-shirt, and you do the T-shirts, and people are all game for the T-shirt, and then the music. <laughs> no one gives a shit. <laughs> no about one the cared about the music.
2: No, yeah, like to okay to straight up shit on productivity culture for a second because fuck <laughs> that shit. Like, like okay, like I like to make lots of things. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to do, and so people say like, "Oh, you're prolific," or "Oh, you're like very productive with art," and like I I I am, and I take that as a compliment, but I would never be out here like everybody needs to be like me like blah 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 cuz mm-hmm. I don't think that's just I don't think it's the way. It's the way I am, but I don't I'm not I'm never going to like advocate for it, you know? <laughs> and like man, the band camp thing at first was really sick cuz it was like, "Damn, we just sold like mm-hmm. a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Like we just made a bunch of money." First two killer. Yeah. And then it started tapering off. And then suddenly you realize like I'm on a weird work schedule with music, but yeah. I'm also not actually guaranteed to get something back mm. like i do patreon for like one of the podcasts that i do and like that feels a little different because it's like i do know what i'm getting back so i know how much to put in the Bandcamp thing was like a weird lottery yeah system and it didn't feel good and
1: i was yeah i feel like i was and i feel like we all were but i feel like everyone is really eager um because it, it, at a certain point it was like oh yeah like it's a great it it seemed awesome it was like Oh, people are all listening to music. And mm-hmm. that wasn't the case. People were just waiting for their favorite bands. And there's nothing wrong with this. But they really just wanted like awesome content.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it
1: didn't have to be uh it I think people were more excited about like physical stuff and not so much music. And so we we had it got to the point where we had less tangible mm-hmm. content and we ended up with a lot more um music. And that's I think where this record like stemmed from was like it was again, it was us speaking about things that were happening, and then we kind of found that there was no reason to release music on those days anymore because it was like, oh yeah, it's pointless. because mm-hmm. I mean I think I'm sure 10,000 other drops,
2: yeah, not in one day, you know well, th- I mean, we so when we announced and are rolling out this current record, I specifically picked a time frame where I was like, okay, we're gonna announce not on bank Am Friday. We're gonna Mm. release not on Bandcamp Friday, and then there's gonna be a Bandcamp Friday the week after. So if people are like that, they can you know not not if people are like that. That's kind of fucked up. If people like that, they can (laughs) wait for that. Man, you you gotta sometimes watch. You know what I I mean? Like how you say? I say just crazy shit all the time. I gotta (laughs) check myself. Anyway, point is. (laughs) Check. I I specifically timed it. And then Mm. when I did that, immediately after I did it, I kind of regretted it because I was like, oh, wait, what if fans of our music or supporters of our band really like Bandcamp Friday and now I'm putting them in a weird predicament? So like right before we did, I was like, let me just check out this Bandcamp Friday quick. Let me just pull kind of, you know, uh, casually pull like who's putting out music today. And it was like everybody. Yeah. Everybody puts out music. And that was like my big problem with Bandcamp Friday was that it lost the potency because it became the day that everybody who's not on a big label puts out their music. Yeah. Because they want, you know, they want that little surge of money. But Mm -hmm. the real answer is the same thing that people who figured it out have been doing for years, which is just make physical things. Yeah. Because Bandcamp doesn't take money out of physical sales, it's just digital sales. And it's like, you're never gonna make money off of digital music sales. You never will. We tried it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you don't. You didn't before. You're not gonna now. You're gonna sell T-shirts. You're gonna sell <laughs> records and stuff like that. And so, like, the fact that Bandcamp keeps pushing the Bandcamp Friday thing, like, I, I mean, I'm, it's cool, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of this record was almost like a response to that whole thing. So it was like when we decided we weren't going to do that anymore, that's like when we started really working on the record in earnest. And like, cause like we put out one song from the record that's called unfit. Yeah. Yeah. We put out one of those as a band camp Friday tanked, Mm -hmm. absolutely fucking tanked. Three people bought it, which side note, fucking thank you guys. Y'all are, (laughs) y'all are cool.
0: (laughs) You know what's up? Yeah. yeah, no yeah. No.
2: diss to everybody no. else, because I don't blame you. I'm sure you were just buying from all your other favorite bands that are also releasing music yeah. today. But it was just like, I don't know. After that, we were just like, fuck it. Let's do another record. Let's figure out how we want to put out music. And so mm. we recorded the record the way we wanted to. We did the content the way we wanted to. We've done the PR and the rollout the way we want to. And it's it's been going well. And I think that was just, to me, that was really valuable because it's like, I have all these ideas that I can spout off all day, but it's important to kind of do some research Mm -hmm. and to get your data right and to say that like, okay, now I can speak authoritatively, you know? And so that was like the whole idea. But I do feel like it was, now that I'm thinking about it, (laughs) did not think about this beforehand, now I'm getting fired up. Now that I'm thinking about it, I do feel like it was kind of a response to just like the crushing, slightly demoralizing deluge of Bandcamp Friday music
1: yeah yeah it's, it was a race to finish something mm-hmm. and and unfit we actually didn't in my opinion, we didn't finish that song, no um that one was one that I think we wrote in two days, and yeah. I think it was complete in two days, and we did so for the record we did go back and we had to redo Everything. a lot of that yeah okay. I was and, wondering um
2: they're so, pretty different yeah. structurally and yeah yeah. yeah,
1: so it I mean I'm super happy about it, and I'm glad we glad we tried it and that was another song that was speaking on the uh the current um matters uh, at hand but we took uh what a we way just, to say it. yeah we yeah it was it was frustrating because I, I think i in my head i was like i think people will like this um and then i think people did i'm not saying they didn't but i'm just it it does hurt when it's like oh yeah nobody's going for that because people yeah. are so busy mm. i think we'll release this album and kanye west is gonna drop donda on the same, <laughs> on the day. same day yeah
2: yeah see that's why we got the pre-sales already though yeah. so. <laughs> exactly yep you're at least covered that a little bit you know we don't have yeah. to worry about donda yeah I'd,
0: I'd completely forgotten that unfit was released as a Brand camp friday because when i got to that song on the record i was having such like deja vu because i was like i've heard this song before yeah. and mm-hmm. i have no fucking clue where and I, was, yeah. <laughs> I like went through the EP, like the, like you are loved and forever. I was like, it's not a rework of that. He wasn't on Spotify. And then I had to like, yeah. I went into your band camp and then I like looked up the old, like last year, ear coffee post. And I found it was from there and I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's weird, man. Like I really feel like. Uh, you know, another thing that happened with the pandemic Mm -hmm. is that I think it made everybody rethink how you release music and how you produce music and all that kind of stuff because it's like suddenly you realize that's actually a really important part of being in a band, you know, especially if you don't have management, if you are your own management, Mm -hmm. then that's actually an aspect of the music and you kind of realize that like that affects how many people are going to hear it, Mm -hmm. that affects who's going to hear it, that affects like you know, how much like buzz, for lack of a better term, you can generate off of it and all that shit. And like, for us, like, you know, we're not a big band, but this tiny, tiny group of people who like us really like us. Yeah. And so it's, it's always nice because I can literally just ask people like, what do you want? And they'll just tell me, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, sick. Okay. Well, the market research is very (laughs) easy. (laughs) Very simple. And so it's just interesting to do that and to see what people say. And you kind of realize that it's like, oh, yeah, this is actually an important element of it. And mm. like, I should have known because like when we were in Hollow Boys, like we didn't do any streaming at all. It was Bandcamp only, like final only. And then, uh, you know, people would come up to us at shows or come up to me at least and be like, you need to be on Spotify. You need to be on Spotify. And I was like, fuck Spotify. Like, mm-hmm. fuck that shit. But then like later you realize that it's like, well, you're not going to make money off of digital music anyway. It's yeah. basically just like a social media site that people like to use for music. I don't know if you guys want it, have it. You know what yeah. I mean? And especially if you're going to come and buy a t-shirt, you know, mm-hmm. khalas man, it's all good. Yeah. Like have the have it. <laughs> I need to sell my t-shirts. <laughs> buy my t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're t-shirt salesmen. We're big t-shirt guys. We've sold more t-shirts than records for t-shirts sure.
1: T-shirts are cool though, and our drummer is a t-shirt printer. Yeah, shout, shout out. out.
2: Yeah, shout out. Front
1: runner screen printing. Front runner screen printing.
2: <laughs> also, shout out to all the people who wear our shirt who have never heard our band because I think that's sick. I yeah. think that rocks.
0: Is, is that like a large like section of people who bought merch? that just What's likes the design, on? or
2: I mean, so my
1: yeah. I have a I have a friend who <laughs> does like our music quite a bit, and him and I played music together mm-hmm. growing up. He's my, one of my besties. I got many besties. I love all my best besties. friends. <laughs> um, but but uh, he, it's to the point where he like makes a joke about every T design. And he's like, oh, my new Another Heaven streetwear," Because <laughs> we've gotten so into the like long sleeve, yeah. the crazy like confusing prints that mm. in my opinion, they look great. It's very charming. Aaron just designed one. I mean, yeah, we. it's been really cool because it's another like creative outlet for us where like, we can all like shoot ideas off of each other and be like, I would,
2: I like, I would wear that t-shirt. I don't, but I would. Um, I do. I I (laughs) wear my own merch. all I love my merch, man. (laughs) Like I didn't make, I was in bands for like legit, like 10 years and I never made shirts. Like I just, we didn't make t-shirts. We didn't make merch. Thank you. Like besides (laughs) records or that kind of shit. And so, like, when my band started making shirts, it was like, dude, these are all sick. Like, these rock. And, yeah, like, the the litmus test was just, would I wear this? And the answer is always yes. So I just started wearing my own shit. And then, like, I think everyone's too scared of me to, like, call me on it. But people (laughs) will still, because a lot of people are really scared of me. But, uh, and I, I, I... I don't know why. Also side note, I'm not afraid
1: of all. I'm not
2: a bad guy. I think I'm just kind of scary looking a little bit, but like, um, anyway, I'm really nice actually, but, uh, nice King. (laughs) But like, so I, people still make posts where they're like, Oh, it's really like, they're like, Oh, it's really whack when people like wear their own shirts. But then every time someone's like, this is my favorite death metal band, the whole band is just wearing all their own shirts. Yeah. And it's like, okay it is cool what is this yeah fuck you guys i'm wearing my <laughs> shit and my yeah, shit's we, great
1: yeah we and the death metal bands know how
2: to make a shirt that's for sure yeah you, are you you're probably wearing a death metal band shirt right mm-hmm. now right yeah exactly Yep. Oh. oh yeah that's a blood incantation yeah, yeah. sick oh so. sick yeah sick death metal band
0: um with with like you know this record one being uh, I was going to want to get back to kind of more of the we talked a little bit on like the topics and themes, but I wanted to yeah. ask about that in a second. But given we're talking about uh, rollout and stuff like that, uh, did you feel less pressure then when it came to putting together the the album rollout given you're just like, I have this fan base that, like, I know we'll do X, Y, and Z plus they'll tell me what they want. And so like, obviously you want to always try to attract new and new people to like listen to your music. But did you feel a, a certain pressure then with the rollout of, of the sorrowful cries of birds with singed feathers? No. Ye-
2: yes. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did.
1: Okay. For me, it felt it felt like we we made like a okay, so we picked dates. Yeah. And and it and then after that it was just like I guess Ali did have to put in more work. Um, but there was um what I appreciated about it is that we kind of just decided, like, oh, we're going to do it around this date. Once we got it in an motion and like records and stuff were on the line, that's when it got not as cool and fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: But, but to, to, we kind of scheduled it around, I think, I mean, to get it out because we had everything done and there's nothing worse than like sitting on completed work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we had it done and we were like, let's just, start rolling it out and we did. And then it luckily lined up with one of our like two shows we're going to play in maybe this year. I don't know. We'll Probably see. this year. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. But you but, can
2: elaborate on not. and uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think for me, it, I felt a lot of pressure because it felt so different. Cause like, like I was saying, like it was trying to figure out, how you do a record in this climate where mm-hmm. you can't do the things you normally do. Cause normally it's pretty predictable. It's like, well, I hit X, Y, and Z place. They all write about it. I do my show. You know, I collect this much money from the show. I collect this much money for pre-sales, like blah, blah, blah. But like, we don't have any of that shit. And even like when we first started talking about the rollout, we didn't have any shows, the yeah. shows we did book. We, I speaking for myself, fully expected them all to get canceled. Yeah, I did not mm-hmm. expect to play a single show this year, so it was like, well, we really have to lean in then to this pre-order, and so now there's pressure to make money, and also like, like real talk, when we approached our label, MPLS Limited, mm-hmm. who's awesome, and like we love Christian from MPLS Limited, like I kind of approached him, and it was it was a bit of a exploratory conversation of like do you even want to put out records right now? And he was kind of like, no, not really. (laughs) And then I was like, well, what if I told you I have a three-point plan for us to make our money back within two weeks? And then he was like, that I'm interested in. And I mean, I wasn't talking out of my ass, but the minute that he agreed to it, I was like, am I talking out of my (laughs) ass? And like, and so it's like, I suddenly, I felt pressure and then it's like, yeah, you know, it's just, it's all unpredictable. Mm -hmm. It's a weird market. Everything's different. So I feel a lot better now that I've kind of, I've pretty much hit all the like small goals that I had. And then once the record's out in the world, I can start trying to hit bigger things, like trying to get more press and, and like, you know, trying to do different things that we want to do. We're going to record and hopefully, you know, given everybody's health is good and all that, um, try and just keep recording more shows. Mm. Like, we put out a live set today Yep. Um, that's on the website Scene Point Blank. Um, and that was something we shot back in March. And, like, we're going to keep doing stuff like that, but with higher production value because um, we, like, bought cameras and shit. And yeah. So, like, <laughs> we're going to keep doing shit like that. And so, yeah, it, it we are more in, like, the fun phase of it. But that last two weeks were kind of stressful
1: yeah stressful but it's still fun and and it's a little easier not booking the show not not i mean not having to tour i would not want to tour right now and i yeah i do feel for the people that are having to like work through that um i do think i do think you can totally safely play shows and and our two are safe but it is kind of weird because even i think a week ago ollie and i both kind of said like i kind of don't i kind of regret booking shows
2: Oh, I Mm. super, yeah. um,
1: Yeah, yeah, because the work (laughs) now that that goes into that is even, it's even kind of worse because it's like we could have avoided, I guess, banning any flame and hopefully, you know, nothing comes of any of them. And I I think, you know, fingers crossed, everything will be fine. But
2: yeah, it's like the one show, we played one show. It was more or less a private event, Mm -hmm. which I was like, okay, I felt good about that. You know, both shows we booked are masks mandatory, vaccine mandatory. You cannot come off the street and talk to me about 5G Joe Rogan bullshit. (laughs) Um, You know? Mm. And like, so that was all cool. But then it was like, yeah, just that hit me like a truck. That it's like, okay, I have to get tested before. Yeah, I have to get tested after. Mm -hmm. At the show, I have to keep an eye out on another thing. Just kind of like, and like that show we played was great. Everyone was super respectful, but it was also like a pretty young with it crowd. Yeah. And yeah. so like, I'm kind of like curious if it's like, well, if you play a bigger venue, it's probably, it's not going to be that crowd. Right. You know, like, and like, that was a cool crowd. Like I was probably not cool enough to be in that crowd. Yeah, it was a really, yeah, that was lucky
1: for us, yeah. I guess. And the it was mask, a great, great the show mask on, crowd. Mask mm.
2: on crowd. Yeah. Great yeah. show. And people dug us and it was awesome. But it was just like, Oh, like th- there's a lot of work yeah i wouldn't want to do a tour i think because
1: you'd be i I think a lot of people are requiring the mask and it's really frustrating to like explain to a person like what everyone else has been saying for a year over a year now it's like where you have to wear a mask and they don't understand why yeah i have to do it at work all the time it drives me nuts because it's like people don't get it they they have their weird opinions about it and like our opinion is is just like oh better safe than sorry i guess you know yeah I just don't want to hurt somebody mm-hmm. else you know I mean I know I'm healthy and I'd be okay, but I don't know who goes to see you know their their sick parents or mm-hmm. whatever yeah after like the day after the show
2: everyone in our band has somebody at home that they have to worry about yeah so yeah. it's kind of like ah uh, you know so yeah we're doing these two shows and it's gonna be a bit of an experiment and first one went good hoping the second one went good and yeah I had a
1: yeah. I had a good test today. Yeah, nice. I took a test this morning. Oh yeah, had a good test. Had a good, a good positive te- test. test. A very positive. <laughs> no, experience. no, it was negative. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was a positive yeah, experience uh, getting a negative test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. There you, go. there you go. Talking about like the the, the crowds, it was interesting because like I would I went to a couple of shows at first at at Seventh Street before first day I started mandating, um, vaccine cards, masks, and all that all that jazz. And just like seeing like the two different audiences of like the one who like definitely like college kids who just wanted to rage and didn't give a shit, and then the ones who are like, well, maybe we should actually think about the fact that there's two hundred and fifty sweaty people on top of each other. It was just very very strange and kind of glad that people kind of quickly at least seemed to get with the program as soon as first dad was like, Hey man, you gotta you gotta do something.
1: Yeah, it I guess the The thing that did it for me is like I saw somebody, a little kiddo in my works neighborhood put up a sign that just said, please continue to wear masks because kids can't get the vaccine. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, Oh. man, you're right. You can't.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crushing. I I don't want. Yeah. yeah. It's all dicey. Mm -hmm. It is. It's just like whatever we know that's a percent, a percentage of the whole situation. We Mm -hmm. don't know the rest of the situation. So that's even like being at that show for me, being there was actually a positive experience because it was like, okay, so as, as callous and selfish and horrible as I've seen people be over the last year and a half, I also saw that there is some evidence that people are willing to take some collective action to keep each other safe in a, in a small setting. Right. And so that was good. But then like, I went home and the next day I was thinking about it and it's like, you know, we don't even know if all those precautions and everything even mattered. Right. Cause we don't. And that's, that's not to be a doubter or say anything, but it's just like, we just literally don't know that's mm-hmm. science. Yeah. Welcome to science. <laughs> We're <laughs> yeah. learning as we go. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of hoping personally that we wouldn't really book anything until the fall so that we'd have time Mm -hmm. to see how things go and let you know the people who are super gung-ho be like all right you're the test case but i guess we're the test case so we're working on it we're working on we'll we'll let you know (laughs) but yeah not having to book i mean to answer
1: that question a little further Uh not having to book as much shows around having to put on this whole like crazy because like we we print the sleeves our our Aaron prints the sleeves but So that adds like another step. So these records are not only, you don't have to wait on the record. We have to wait on the sleeves. We have to wait on more Mm t-shirts. We have to set up the pre-orders and then to not have to book 10 days out East of just like miserable, like grueling, like, (laughs) oh, please wear a mask at our show. (laughs) To avoid that is actually like cool because now we can just, now we'll we'll just kind of work through these two. And then after that, we can get back to...
2: <laughs> Hello, Rochester. Thank yeah. you for coming out to the bug jar. We're in yep. another heaven. Please keep your mask, keep on, your sir. mask on, sir. Man. Sir?
1: Yeah. that's always below the nose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello,
2: Milwaukee. We're so happy to be back at quarters. Sir? <laughs> sir? <laughs> sir? Please put that mask on. Mm.
0: You took a sip yeah. of your beer five minutes ago, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's your quota. You, yeah. Don't you love hot. it? Yeah, they,
1: yeah. 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 The zipper. <laughs> oh, it never goes back up <laughs> that big. Zipper, it always baby. stays down. <laughs>
0: yeah. But okay. So going back to, to like the, the record a bit, is, is it like a talk to me through like the story then of the record? Cause is it like a, a linear, not maybe linear, but like a, a storyline that we go through? Cause listening to it, there's a, like the through line of a lot of the music and what you've talked about is very, you've, you've pulled on a lot of like real time events as writing it uh, like loss and coping is something that are, are, are focused on a bit and it kind of builds to about your shadow. And then it, it seems to like t- make, take a turn almost.
2: Interesting. Yeah. So I'm pulling up okay. uh, the track list now to look at it. I mean, I, when we sequence records I think we try to make it very like cinematic mm-hmm. almost you know just yeah. based on the the music really and like the based on like the way the the kind sort of mood shifts throughout the record but I think with this one I would say unlike the shelved record <laughs> that's going to come out in the future yeah. that one kind of has like a sto- almost like a story or a really okay. cinematic feel to it um this one I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like it does as much, but I do feel like there are certain song groupings that I felt like very strongly about. Yeah. Like the first two songs were written as one song. Okay. And so like, there's even like the end of the first song has a little musical motif that mm-hmm. like introduces the, uh, the lead part in the next song. And like those two songs are written together, and then like the next two songs are kind of both about the same thing, yeah. you know. Um, and so those kind of go together. And then yeah, like your shadow and unfit also kind of it's it's like these little song groups, yeah, yeah. Ab- about things where I felt like okay, this this is about this topic, this is about this topic and the record also kind of gets weirder as it goes along it it, like it degrades
0: a little bit yeah as it goes
2: yeah and so that was something i thought was cool like Mm -hmm. when i first started trying to put together a track listing you know it was kind of tough because the song it's the songs are some of them are so different Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like we do that we did that on our last release as well um Mm -hmm. forever
0: we, yeah. there
1: are like very different feelings. It's, I think it's that we work, we, we push so much hard. Like, I think we, the three of us strive to like, um, make the best of each other's music. And so we'll like, we'll create like a sound and, and we each have really, really different individual approaches mm. to playing guitar. And so you notice that like things change a lot because like one of us wrote the song and Mm -hmm. so it's like and on guitar because Aaron plays guitar as well and like I feel like maybe like nothing really ties this together the only tie like the only binding factor is that we were writing during a pandemic Mm. and we were again upset angry whatever emotion we'd want to pull from this we were also having a lot of fun which was cool (laughs) um but yeah again it's aaron aaron has a way to like play the guitar ali has a very very i think it's like it's what when you hear another heaven when you hear hollow boys you hear like ali's like musical voice Mm -hmm. and his literal voice as well um and then i play guitar so much different than ali does and so i think the changes or any degradation any like any change of like or loss of um fidelity in the music really comes from just like a different approach so aaron wrote your shadow ollie technically played the guitar but aaron i just i played his part right i just
2: learned i didn't change yeah that song i did not change a single thing i wrote the lead line that Mm -hmm. happens over the chorus and that happens at the end of the song and that's it otherwise i literally just played it and it was funny because i told aaron i was like you should play guitar and he's like You you just played my part. Like, (laughs) like, I don't need
1: to play it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah (laughs) Yeah, And all you played bass on a couple songs, this record too, which does change the feel. And I guess like to answer the question of like, was there an an attempt to try and like bind everything? Mm -hmm. Probably not. And I think it was just that we were, they all came at the same time. Yeah. I don't think we picked the song that we, like nothing was on this that didn't, we didn't feel fit. Yeah, And I think we added a song.
2: We added a song yeah. right at the end. Yeah. There's a song called Riven that was one that we did for a compilation mm-hmm. that was not supposed to be on the record. Yeah. Um, and then we were talking about it and Cole was like, that song's on the record. Yeah, And I was like, no, we it's not on the record. And he's like, what? No, that song's on the <laughs> it's record. It's gotta be, yeah. And then yeah. like literally 10 minutes later, I was like, okay, I did another edit with that song yeah, on the yeah. record. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, it's so I guess. Yeah,
1: that's my opinion and my feeling is that it was the it really was the first time we ever like explored trying to hear new voices in our music because Aaron's mm-hmm. voice is on this record and he has a super, super awesome and unique and just like he he's he's like the driving force of our band. And yeah, to hear his actual like mm-hmm. s- singing voice really meant a lot
2: to us. Yeah, Um, I was so fucking psyched. Because like, you know, Aaron, I met Aaron. Well, technically, I already told the story. I met him at the first show I ever played. It's in the other episode, I think, whatever. But then like, (laughs) when I I met Aaron again, and I didn't remember that, and I only put it together much later. When I met Aaron again, it's because I recorded his band Diver Dress. Okay. And I think Diver Dress is like the best band, like ever. Like, I just think that band is so fucking good. And then after Diver Dress and he's been in a ton of bands but like after Diver Dress his project he started was called Black Sam Malone and like that band also is just insane and like the way that we ended up with the song Your Shadow and him singing it was that he sent me a bunch of demos for that because that band broke up. Um, They were about to break up before the pandemic Mm -hmm. and then like their last show got cancelled because of the pandemic and so they just broke up. And he had said, like, hey, you know, because we do work trade all the time. Like, I'll ma- mix and master stuff for him or record stuff for him. And then he'll, like, do printing for me. And we had just been kind of talking about that. And he's like, hey, I have some demos. Can you just, like, mix and master them for me? I'll probably put them out as, like, the last, um, you know, Black Sam Malone release. And I was like, sure. And he sent them to me. And there was one song on that. I was like, dude, <laughs> this fucking song. Yeah. You know, like. And then I said, I was like, you know, if you like totally release this, whatever, but if you'd want to do this as another heaven, like I would absolutely love that. And so, uh, yeah, he's, he wanted to do it and we did it. And yeah, like when we did that song, like he wrote another song called recoil Mm -hmm. that I felt like it would make more sense if I sang it. And he was totally like, yeah, go ahead, sing it. But with your shadows, like that's you you gotta sing that song. Yeah, no one else can can sing that song, you know? So yeah, maybe the theme is like new, you know, new beginnings, or mm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah. I feel well, so I feel like there is a theme on the record. Mm-hmm. You know, there is the overall theme is like humanity is in a very bad place. And that's where like the title of the record comes from. Mm-hmm is I was reading this book and they were talking about this like military observation base they had built that just killed all the wildlife around it. And so I kind of paraphrased a line from that book all right. um, as the title of that record. And so I feel like that really encapsulates the feeling. And that's been what a lot of our music has been about. Cause like, I would say like around the time another Heaven started, you know, like 20 late 2016, early 2017, I really started to feel like humanity has fucked everything up and the earth is dying. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like to me, the pandemic felt like a really natural step in human history because it's like, we have fucked everything yeah. so much that like now we have this horrendous pandemic just ripping through the earth and like mm-hmm we have all this inequality and people are literally having to like fight for their lives against pandemic and also against the police and against the government and against like corporations like Amazon and all this fucking bullshit at all at the same time. And so, you know, I feel like these songs, like you said, they're very immediate, very Mm -hmm. like just really frustrated, like anguished kind of like statement about all those things. And so I feel like that mood or that theme like carries over every song. Oh, really. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But then I think in terms of the structuring of the record and the way things are put together, I feel like we almost pushed against what we normally do, where we try to make it super cinematic and super like story-ish, kind, not like concept albums, but it has this very like flow to it. This time it was like, let me just make you a mixtape of all my fucking problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I
1: mean? Of just the last year, or not the last. I mean it is just it's we live it every day and, and mm-hmm. we all do and, and everyone is really um suffering right now. But um I guess yeah, I'm, I'm one thing I take from this album is is musically it's it's very exciting because it 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 was the first time we got to all explore mm-hmm. um each other's nuanced mm-hmm. uh musical approach. And so, and also each other's um, just life struggles and opinions and thoughts. And we talked a bunch, and it was really cool for us to have each other during this. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a cool. Yeah, cool we're world always
2: that, talking about everything. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. that was yeah.
1: going on and everything. And so,
2: yeah, it helped. Yeah. The mood, but the mood was, you know, somber. Somber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, because. That was the thing is we'd always be running outside to get air, you mm-hmm. know, like going, you know, go outside so you can take off your mask and get some fresh air and shit. Yeah. And like, it was just like, like you're saying every day, you're just like, oh, did you guys see this happened? Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Or like, I remember that like one when we shot that live set that came out, like one of the days there was like a police shooting. Yeah. And I'm really, like we came outside and it was like right at the end. It was like, God, you see this? And I was like, oh,
1: fuck. Fuck, dude. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: and you're just sitting there, like standing outside, talking about it, and it's like, yeah, like this is just, you know, life now. I guess
1: seems unavoidable.
2: Yeah, yeah, crazy times.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, at least you have like something like this to to give you that outlet. Because a question I was gonna I was gonna ask, but you've answered it like 10 times over at this point which was <laughs> it, like do you find a, a moment of catharsis but you like you know you're like we're like we're pretty happy people for, despite you know making bummer music it yeah. allows us to you know put it in a folder somewhere that you can you know take obviously you don't want to ignore the world at large because right. that's how we kind of end up repeating everything is mm-hmm. maintaining that status quo but you're able to file it away to to pull back out later
1: yeah, yeah. um And if I even dig further into, like, Ali's personal catalog, and if I can, Ali, um, I I gotta, like, you know, because he's really good at um, speaking about life experiences and stuff. And sometimes I'll just, like, outwardly acknowledge that something is, like, horrible to listen to, even though I love it. And so there's something on this record at the end of Burner
2: that is, like, in my opinion, like... Heart wrenching. That's the last song on the record. Yeah. Yeah. We call it something.
1: We we call it burner, sorry. Yeah, oh, okay. it's called um, Only Death
2: Is Real. But yeah, we, we never the song titles are never final for yeah. us. Yeah, we sorry. change them later. So anyway, yeah. last song on the re- Yes, continue, last song so. on the
1: record. Um uh and Ollie has done this a couple times for me like pers- and, p- and playing music with him, is that it's yeah, we're like funny and sometimes that maybe even hurts more because it's like I don't get to acknowledge um Maybe like real pain, you know, I can't mm-hmm. just say like, cause for us recording that it was like, I was like, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then cause it, it was one take and thinking about it. And when I do acknowledge it and when I talk about it, it's like, yeah, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard mm-hmm. um, come out of Ollie's <laughs> mouth. And it's like, that's brutal for me. And it's, but at the same time, it's also, we get a lot out of it because it's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's everything. That's like, that's this band. We're like, we're honest. We're, we're upset. We're mad at the world, but we're happy people. We care about people. We care about bettering our community, bettering, um, the world. We don't want to like, just, you know, I, I don't want to take like the horrible, like, you know, narcissistic approach and just be Mm -hmm. terrible, you know? So if, if anyone were to ever ask me like, you know is do you think that way yeah sure we do but like we care more about um Mm. humanity and and so there's there's always so much like passion and and so yeah it's it's tough to be silly and then also sometimes like you you start to ignore like these very powerful moments Mm. and so credit to credit to ollie for bottling those emotions (laughs) up and then yeah
2: letting them out but well that's that's what i was talking about earlier where it's like at the the end of the last song i do this like monologue Mm -hmm. and that was like a thing i had written that i would just been and it's just a feeling i've been carrying around forever yeah and yeah just letting it out was like super insane and yeah no i i think i think what you're saying is spot on where it's like yeah like you're acknowledging everything that's wrong in the world and and you're just being real about it critical it's it's out of it's out of love like yeah. you're not trying to be the, because I hate that nihilistic, oh god, noise rock metal guy thing that's mm. like Rick and Morty. We're all fucked. Like, <laughs> bleh, yeah, you know? yeah. I hate that so shit. So cringy. It's so fucking cringy. But it's also like, I also felt to be super real and probably have some people get mad at me. Um, is that like, I felt like there were a lot of bands that just did not say shit about everything that happened in Minneapolis over yeah. the that whole time. And I'll, I will never look at those people the same. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. Did, did you fucking live here? Did yeah. you see this shit? Like, and not saying that you need to take like tr- other people's trauma and make it all about yourself, but just like acknowledge. Yeah. Acknowledge. And, you know, it's like, it was just so crazy that like right when shows started booking again in 2021, I looked a little bit sideways at some of those shows where it's like right now, really? Yeah. At this place that's right by like where all this shit went down? Yeah. And I don't know. It, it just... It was just like, it reinforced all of my views about how we make art, where it's like, you know, we're not perfect. We don't have all the answers. I'm not saying we're these geniuses that do everything right. But like, just be real about shit. Just acknowledge shit.
0: Yeah. You know, that's it. I just have a a few questions left here. um, Which, I know we just got done talking about shows and trying to be safe. Do you have like an official release show then booked for... Uh, for this record, or is it just more? You're just kind of doing what you can and keeping with more of the 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 digital side of it.
2: Yeah, well, we just, we don't have well, yeah, we're doing like a digital release okay. show, and so um, we're gonna go shoot that early next month. Everyone who buys the record, I haven't said this anywhere yet. This is a scoop. Everyone <laughs> who buys the record gets a little code like a little link to watch it when it goes live, which I think should be like mid September. Okay. Um, and then sometime after that, I'll, I'll publish it everywhere. Um, But you know, the people who buy the record uh, around this time kind of get the first look at that. Uh Yeah. So that's like our release show and we're doing something really cool for that. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to say what it is yeah. yet. Cause it will hang out for a minute on that. <laughs> yeah. We'll wait. Cause it's, it's kind of weird. Everything we do now is like sort of trespassing. Like, every oh, video yeah. we make is like slightly trespassing so I've got to like kind of wait I don't want to air out my yeah nothing
1: mm-hmm. quite illegal but not yeah
2: <laughs> not technically not illegal no, this, this,
1: this there's permission here yeah permission <laughs> <Not laughs> yeah.
2: but it's like weird if I yeah. told people what it was they would be like what but it is yeah <laughs> but yeah
1: I guess if anyone has any you know I I guess moving forward it'll it'll probably be digital mm-hmm. um, yeah unless something dr- like Unless there's a huge shift, then we learn something new. Right? Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I, uh, it really yeah. is just experiential. Like, mm-hmm. if it seems like shows, if people are willing to be responsible and it works, you know, it's just like, you know, when the vaccine rolled out, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we all got it as early as we possibly could. But then after you got it, it was like, well, how effective is it going to be? Yeah. You know, what is it? And especially once we have more variants, what's the effectiveness there? Do you yeah. need a booster? Like, well, that's how all that shit is. So like, yeah, we're, we're playing a show this weekend at Mortimer's. Um, and then after that, it's like, well, let's wait and see. Like, maybe we get booked on some cool shit. We'll go do it if we feel good. And mm-hmm. maybe not. And like, you know, like Cole said, you know, maybe that's it for the rest of the year. You know, maybe we get booked on cool shit and it all gets canceled. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like it's just day by day by day. Yeah. So.
0: And then for people still wanting. Uh, well, at this point, pre-orders will have have passed and the record will have been put out. Uh, yep. So where can people connect with another heaven online, whether they want to buy stuff or see what you got coming up or, you know, keep, keep an eye on what you guys got coming down the pipe.
1: We are extremely quick to answer any direct messages. <laughs> yeah, dude. If you, if, if anyone has any questions about anything on, on Instagram is really we'll a hit, place where
2: we'll hit you. Right. We, we almost <laughs> promised. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you, if you go to anotherheavenband.com dot com. It takes you to our link tree. Yeah. <laughs> so then you can yeah, go. And you can go if you, you just, don't want to talk to us. You put in another. No, because then you can go to IG. You can yeah. email us. You can That's buy true. a record. So you just go to anotherheavenband.com. I bought that URL. And I, I tried to build that. a website, and it didn't work. And so then I just set it as a redirect to a link tree. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. That's what I did. You want to know what I did last spring? That's what I did last spring. <laughs> yeah, I love link trees. Link tree rocks. Yeah, it does. But you know, yeah. I had to. I had to. I had to spice it up. So yeah. I got. The, I got the spicy redirect. I bought another heavenband.com. That
1: is so cool. Yeah, I owned a um, boldnorth.com. <laughs>
2: god talk about bold north dude i'll just quickly
1: briefly <laughs> yeah, please <but laughs> talk about bold north. i i st- when uh, when the super bowl was in town i made a point to like um capitalize on the uh the bold north um they had like a slogan and i think it was actually like a casino mm-hmm. that was running it all but it was all like bold north whatever and so i took it and i was like we live we live like the bold north mentality. We live in like the bold north state of mind. <laughs> and you're uh, trying to like build the brand and sell it, right? Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. only to my like close friends.
0: <laughs> so it didn't matter.
1: So I made some t-shirts and stuff. I, I still made, have I have a bold north t-shirt. Yeah, I made a logo. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and then I ended up selling the domain because it was it was it was either that or I think I would have gotten sued. So <laughs> So my little meme joke didn't go <laughs> yeah. as planned. That's funny. Anyway, I, so buying websites. Yeah. Well, cause, AnotherHeavenBand.com.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I really appreciate you guys sitting and chatting with me as we've yes. severely yeah. derailed the conversation, but I thank you so much. Wow.
2: Perfect. Yeah, thank you. That's when the conversation gets good. <laughs> yes. Gets good. But yes, thank you for having us. This was yeah. great. The Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. And follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and
1: Instagram at yourcoffee. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.